and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me, as always, is the lovely Kyle Bradford. How are you, Kyle? I'm fantastic, Tyler. We're here to talk about more Conan. I'm having a good day. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing fantastic, and every every week I remind viewers that this is the number one case-closed Detective Conan rewatch podcast, and yet, one of our, one of our listeners on Apple iTunes... It's not buying into the hype, Kyle. I checked oh. our I checked our reviews, oh. and we have a respectable four point eight rating. <gasps> but it means that four people have given us five star reviews. Thank you. And but one person gave us four stars. I am a, uh, I am I don't know how to feel right now. Yeah, in the gig economy, have you ever given? <laughs> An Uber driver, four stars. You're taking food out of their mouths. We don't make our, uh, yeah, man. They're trying yeah, to undercut our living. Sponsorship. Yeah, yeah we, we got need those we, five stars. Big Wood. We need the five <laughs> stars for Big Wood. Yeah, we're having a meeting with them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to re-up our deal with Big Wood, and now it looks like it's not going to happen because somebody Thanks a gave lot, us four fans. stars. No, Thanks but for lot. but for real, I appreciate the people yeah. that. Gave the iTunes reviews, even the four stars, because if we're being honest, we're probably a four-star podcast. Probably worse. I think we've got five-star potential. Five-star potential? Okay. But we're pro- we're a five-star prospect. Five-star prospect. Yeah. We've got the like, heart. That's what really matters. Yeah, we've got a lot of heart here, and we're going to cover two different Detective Conan episodes. We've got the victory flag tearing case and the karaoke box murder case today man they don't sound like um exciting episodes when you just like look at their names i mean do any of them i don't know i was pretty hyped about the like 5 a.m wednesday (laughs) afternoon murder case i feel like we bring that one up like every single week it's a really good name like <laughs> as far as like notable conan stuff that's happened it's that and the guy's dog being named john it's true you that's all i remember nothing else has happened in the past 40 episodes yeah nothing memorable on this show at yeah all. you're like oh moonlight days. sonata nobody cares we, we're here nobody to talk cares. about the dog john Oyama, what a hack <laughs> what a hack um but yeah let, let's jump into episode 41 here the victory flag tearing case this originally aired on december 9th 1996 so we're, we're inching oh, towards we're almost christmas 97 yeah which will be a whole new world and uh you know we haven't really talked much about your you dealing with sports do you play any sports growing up kyle oh no i, I i'm asian so that's uh that's i think illegal for me yeah but like I mean, not the stereotype, but all the Detective Conan characters are also Asian, if you think about <laughs> this it. This is true. <laughs> this and is they fun. love sports. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, if you are Asian and live in an Asian country, you know that that's an option available to you. But unfortunately, when you're Asian and you live in the States, that's just barred. Yeah, all you got is like... Michael ICE will come Lynn. knocking on my door and say, hey, listen, we saw you playing some soccer outside. We got we to gotta get you out of here. <laughs> So this episode starts with Kogoro, Ron, Sunoko, and Conan at a high school baseball game. Did you ever like attend your high school sporting events? Yeah, I was in marching band, so I had to. Go oh, to you fucking stuff. nerd! Yeah, yeah. marching band. Oh man, those were the the big. What did you play the oboe? No, I was a tenor saxophone. 
Ah, even worse. Yeah. It was black. It was sexy. God, that's the worst thing I've ever said. Edit that out. I didn't nope. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have fond memories of being in band? Yeah, I was a section leader. So I got to, like, scream at kids and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Because, like, everybody I knew that was in band, and I knew a lot because I was also a loser, but I wasn't, like, that much of a loser. They were, like, the nerdiest people imaginable. Band kids no, are but, the absolute worst. Yeah, like, nobody cool was in marching band. Yes, that's a fact. You know what's worse? Everyone's, like, dating each other in marching band, and they're, like, yeah. books inside of it. It's uh, it's the worst. Did you date anybody inside marching band? Oh, God, no. I hated everybody. So were you just, like... Are you, like, angry at it now because you were, like, a marching band incel? <laughs> a marching band incel. I don't think... It, I, I feel like it was a Volcel situation. Okay. Yeah. So I you're voluntarily yeah. not messing with yeah. them. Yeah, I removed myself from the situation. I see, I see. I used I to go to, like, that. college football games. Or not college, uh, yeah. but high school football games. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have a memorable fighting song? No. I don't think we had, like, a big chant or anything we might have maybe i just didn't give a shit um i once found a like small sized like taggers we were the taggers uh cheerleading shirt taggers taggers tigers oh you were tigers. saying it weird oh <laughs> it's Come like on, what's a tagger <laughs> that's how we talk in pennsylvania <laughs> um geez so much shade what a weirdo we were the Holidaysburg Tigers. You got me all fucking double guessing everything. Is that right? Tigers? Yeah, Tigers. It's an I. Tigers? <laughs> God damn. Don't go hard R there. Um, oh, no. A heated moment. A <laughs> heated gamer moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they're they're out there watching a baseball game, and and Conan's really impressed by the pitcher for Shoku Academy, and so is Sonico, who's instantly in love. She yells out, "Kaji Kun, you're so cute!" from the rafters. He's a hottie. Uh, yeah, did you have any crushes on the? Did on I have the... a Kaji Kun? <laughs> yeah, did you have a Kaji Kun? Oh yeah, every boy in the whole school, they were my Kaji Kun. See, all like the jocks are all assholes too. I mean, yeah, that's that's a fact. But at least they were cooler than the band dorks. <laughs> Would you rather hang out with the jocks than the band kids? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know what's weird to me? Uh, I, was, I, I matched with this girl on a dating site. And she's like a music teacher. But she doesn't oh. listen to music. What do you mean, doesn't listen to music? Like, I asked her, like, like what all? music... Do, yeah. Like, not even, like, for work? Like, not even, like, classical music and stuff? I mean, I guess she, like, listens to some classical stuff. But, like, I asked her, like, well, like what, what kind of music do you, like, typically listen to? And she's like, oh, I don't really listen to music. And I was like, what? Maybe it's a thing where it's, like, if you do something you love for work, then it stops being fun, you know? Yeah, but it's still different from, like, when you're teaching music, you're not teaching them about fucking, I don't know, young thug <laughs> but what if she was if she was then she'd be way cooler. hey listen jazz pop and rock they'd be teaching me about young thug 
Yeah, we can talk about how he blends uh, different genres together. All right, I'll, I'll have to bring that up with her. There are say, classes with this. Yes. Are you teaching <laughs> Young Thug in his Elton John collabo? So I'll, I'll, hopefully, if she still talks to me after I trashed her on this podcast, she'll. Uh, I can you come open up with, with that. more got information. Got a podcast, and we talk shit about you. Yeah, we talk shit about everybody <laughs> I match with on on this podcast. <laughs> What's the podcast about? Oh, it's just a this Detective Conan rewatch. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty Not cool. Not a big deal. Um, we, got, we got a 4.8 on. <laughs> yeah, we got a 4.8 on two trading. <laughs> Not trying to brag. We had 250 downloads last week. You know? <laughs> we were. Uh, so Ron uses Sonica's binoculars to look at him, and she agrees with her that Kajikun is cute, much to Conan's annoyance. That's hilarious. Yeah, I love like whenever Conan's like jealous because it's so easy <laughs> uh sonica then reveals that he's the son of a doctor and he's very smart so kaji-kun's just got it all going on yeah it must be nice yeah. must be nice uh Kenny then notices that the school's principal is attending the game and he's standing next to some woman but they quickly leave kaji then goes to pitch but he looks shocked and then he gets called for a bulk do you know what a bulk is kyle I just saw him staring up into the sky, so I assumed it means like whenever you don't pitch it. Yeah, it's like when you start a pitch and then you don't. So Damn. it gets called a ball. Wait, call, it's it called a ball? You know, like strikes and balls? In... I know what a strike is. I don't know what a ball is. Okay, so ball is when it's outside <laughs> like of the strike zone. <laughs> I was about to explain, like, I know what like a physical ball is, but I don't know what the rule is. Oh, God. Just keep going. I'm making my yeah. Feel so terrible. because there's strikes and ball. If you get four balls, it's a walk. So a little fun Look fact there. Sports. Well, you walk to first base. Can this is our sports. I would not want to do a sports podcast with you. <laughs> hey, listen, we could just listen. We can work for Barstool, you know. Just uh, El Presidente. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So he gets called for a balk. And then he uh, gives up several hits afterwards, allowing Baika to score. He then gets taken out of the game, and he runs inside the building. We then see a man named Ito. He used to be the team's ace pitcher, and he talks to the coach. And then Sonica... Sonica has, like, all the dirt here, even though this isn't her school, which is so oh, funny. Oh, yeah, I love that. Because neither of these teams are, like, their school, but, like, she knows everything. Uh, she says that Ito has done bad things lately and is currently suspended. So you could relate yeah. to this, Kyle? Hell yeah, Ito, yeah. Him and me. That's how we roll. Yeah, did he also steal a Game Boy? Some poor <laughs> girl's Game Boy? Hell yeah. He's my main. <laughs> we then go to the nurse's office where Kaji-kun is, and he's he exits the room, and then Baika runs, winds up in the lead when the principal comes out, and everybody looks shocked by after what he says. The school's championship flag has been torn up. Principal says that they likely won't be able to compete in the regional tournament this year because they were entrusted with keeping the flag safe. Conan asks why they didn't call the police, and Sonico explains that it's for school pride and they want to find out if it's from um, if the culprit was somebody within the school first. Ron then wakes up Kogoro, who's passed out drunk in the bleachers, which is like so cool. Why would they get him involved? I feel. Like, if I were he's a real a school, master detective. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there and you're going to bother him? Like, hey, can yeah. you figure out who, uh... Do you think he'd do it pro bono? He has nothing better to do. Damn. 
he'd probably like try to get some like free tickets to like future sports games out of it. So like he'll get something out of it, I'm sure. Why why are they there? I don't really understand. Uh they said at the very beginning of the episode that it's like somebody else's son is on the team that Kagura knows. Oh god, that so. sucks. Yeah, he was he was having a good time. And then yeah, Sonic is there to happy. cheer on her haughty guy. So fair. Fair. Yeah, I'd show up for hot dudes. They were rooting for the other team. They were rooting for Baker, but that's not their school. Ronning and uh, Shinichi go to Titan. So, Titan? Yeah. Like Titans? Like, it's like T-E-I-T-A-N. That's one more T than like the Titan, the normal Titan. Indeed. <laughs> um, Indeed. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> it's Titans, like you know. Remember the Titans, but but like it's normal like Titans. It's, it's Titan, you know. Oh, is it like T I E? No, T E I. T E I. Okay. Yeah, T A N. Okay, okay. Literally, the way you were saying it, I was like, oh, it's like the normal Titans, and then I was gonna. Well, how else would like, you say it? I don't know. I just wanted to get to Thanos. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to bridge this to Avengers somehow. Maury, was your school very good at like sports? Did you have any flags oh kept in the office? I don't know how we did for sports. This is going to make me feel so stupid because I know how we did for like regional band competitions, but I don't know how. We you did know, the shit that really matters. Regional <laughs> yeah. band. How were you I guys should... at regional band? Let's get the scoop here. Uh, Jeff City High School used to like. So my older brother was in marching band too, and whenever he competed, we were like some of the best in the state. Oh whenever wow, the Bradford there, family name holds some cachet. Even. We were we were top top Jeff, dog in Missouri. Jeff City in Missouri, everybody knew our names. But uh, yeah, by the time I got there, we were like not as big of a deal anymore. The drum line there was really good though, uh, until the guy who's running the drum line retired, which was like a while ago now. So did you say it was Jeff City? Yeah, it's the capital. I see. It's very weird. So, I was watching a documentary last night called Jeff Town, oh. um, which wasn't about a town called Jeff, but this guy, this just like 38-year-old dude with Down syndrome, and... He owns the town? No, he's just, oh, he damn. just lives in, I think he's, I think, I think he's in Kansas or something. Okay. But uh, he just hangs out, he goes to the local theater, people, it was, it was filmed in like 1998, and uh, he gets a bunch of free beer, and then he likes pornography, and he's a beast, and he likes pro wrestling. This dude yeah, rules. he had this awesome shirt that was like, this isn't a beer belly, it's a full tank for a sex machine. And I was like, hell yeah, Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah, he rolls. But there was this one dude, I was like jealous of him, and he had this whole conspiracy theory that he wasn't actually as like... Um, like mentally disabled as he put on, and that like uh, he was whoa. this mastermind using it to his advantage. So whoa, what? Yeah, he was like, he gets free food. Uh, he, he grips women without getting in trouble. He huh? knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he could be a presidential candidate. Yeah, uh, sadly he's dead. I looked him up on a. Damn. I googled him, and he died last year. He was like 59, so rest in peace, Jeff Town. Oh man, 10 more years, it would have been nice. Yeah, so, uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
you can you can watch the the documentary for free trauma put it out and it's on their youtube channel it's a trauma so, documentary yeah it's jeff town j-e-f-f-t-o-w-n-e so i didn't even know they did that yeah they put out all kinds of stuff but yeah trauma put it out uh, Holy shit. So okay back to detective Conan. <laughs> I didn't expect to get a little mini review on <laughs> Jeff Town. It's only an hour long. But, uh, yeah. Look out for so the It's next a documentary podcast. on Maury Kogoro. Jeff Town reopened. Kogoro Town. Kogoro, that, that would be a good, good documentary. Uh, Kogoro notices that the other window inside the room is broken and that there's a ladder that goes up to it. Without information, he believes that the culprit is an outsider. However, Conan isn't so sure and he asks where the ladder is normally kept. Uh, it's the care uh, carekeeper, caretaker. There we go. go. You got it. Caretaker says that it's usually inside a nearby shed, and that they lost the key to it. Also missing is the chief director's key, and that makes Kogoro do a complete 180 on his deduction. And he says it was actually an insider that used the keys and then set up the ladder to make it look like a break-in, which actually winds up being true. So once again, like Kogoro has like decent enough detective instincts he's just usually like gets it wrong half, initially half yeah. a step wrong yeah <laughs> yeah the floor is covered in glass uh from the broken window so there should be a trail of glass fragments to the flag but there isn't one so Conan's more suspicious about that Kogoro says that the crime likely happened during the match and some a uh, bunch of people start saying that ito went inside the school but he's like man i just used the restroom and then somebody else said that kajikun entered at the same time but he went to the nurse's office because he had a little he had a little tummy ache. Oh, little tummy. Little, little Kaji Kun had a little tummy ache. My tummy. My tummy. Sonico, can you kiss kiss me on my tummy? It's <laughs> 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 like one of those bad TikToks we watch. What a cursed exchange, though. I'm sorry to everybody that just listened to that. <laughs> it was so bad. I kept imagining it in my head, too. It's like... Mm -hmm. I told Nico, stop! I told me... <laughs> Thinks it's that, that funny. <laughs> okay. It's the conjugate enters the room and he says that he did the crime. And he said that his pitching isn't great anymore. That he's afraid of the competition. That's why you haven't created. That's why you haven't created a TikTok account, Kyle. You're scared of the competition. You're right. I am. They're too good out there. They're too good, and, and you don't think you're. Matomi Hosonico is gonna slay like you think it does. I'm not gonna oh, eat toothpaste fuck. off of a fucking sandal. You saw that too? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong with these people? If you don't follow it, there's a Twitter account. It's like Cursed TikToks. It's all I watch anymore, and it's the worst thing. It's They're all bad, but damn, they're also good. Like, a lot of them are these, like, 
48 year old women that are like look like like a grandmother and then there's posting like to the most sexual terrible oh shit God. so many horny folks that should yeah. calm down uh, uh kaji kun's mother uh who's the woman that was out with the principal earlier then screams out his name and they exchange a very awkward glance <laughs> <laughs> she then admits <laughs> to the crime however kaji kun says that he has evidence that he did it and then he gives a cutter to kogoro and after examining it, it has the same exact material as the flag does. So it looks to be the cutter used in the incident. The school staff are then debating whether or not to call the police while Sonika is in disbelief as she doesn't think he did it. So what was your thought when we found out that Kajikun might have a dark side? Uh, Kajikun, like, so immediately screaming out, like, I did it, was, it felt like a, well, what's that movie? I am Spartacus, where, like, everybody stands up trying to to be spartacus so whenever his mom started taking the blame because originally when it was just kaji it's like okay clearly he's trying to take the fall and so whenever kaji's mom gets involved it's like something has to be up two people like trying to argue over the blame of a crime <laughs> seems pretty uh i don't know <laughs> uh Kenan believes that kaji saw someone in the chief director's room while pitching and then started to purposefully pitch poorly so he'd go inside uh, and then we get this really great little moment where Sonico and Conan kind of team up and they break into, uh, the back into that room while the caretaker's like sleeping and then they're examining the flag. A little shady. I love it, dude. I love seeing Sonico and She's all like Conan. uncomfortable though. She's like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Conan's like leading her, which is great. Don't worry. I'm, but I'm she wants, she wants to prove that her man is innocent. Uh, that's when Conan spots something that allows him to know the true culprit, although although he doesn't understand their motive. Sonica then says that the, uh, the school is ranked number one in sports now, uh, but other people are saying that it's a menace because they're supposed to be a religious school. And then the caretaker that was guarding the room enters, and he says that's how the chief director feels as well, as he hates sports. He was supposed to come in today, but his health got worse, and he hasn't seen the team play. That answer then gives Conan all the information he needs for the case. He's figured it all out. This is a weird <coughs> case. Is it not cool to be good at sports and Christian? No, no. That's like half the reason I stopped caring about Jesus. <laughs> because he didn't support your sports? Yeah, no, endeavors. Uh, the church I went to, like, all the kids... Uh, I live in Missouri, so, like, everybody's, like, a hick and into sports. So, like, everybody oh, yeah. at my church when I was a kid was just, like, playing basketball, and I was like, oh, this is no fun. I so, I like how people. you got out of religion because the people that went to church were cool. <laughs> yep, pretty much. If, if I had, like, friends there, then I would have stuck it out. But I was like, nah, the same for me. <laughs> Conan lures Kogoro into the room by saying that schoolgirls are lining up for a signature from him, which is really funny. He's like, this is a little bit odd to do in a school, but uh, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Fucking rules. I know, he's so good. Uh, he knocks him out uh, with the... There's a little gun there. Then he uses the loudspeaker to tell everybody to come into the di director's office so he can tell everybody the truth of the case. He says that Kaji Kun is innocent, and it isn't his mother either. So they both took the blame for no reason, Kyle. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> did Did you have any idea who you thought it was? Did you think maybe it was Ito, the the bad kid? 
No, Ido seems like uh, he was introduced a little too late, and they didn't focus very much on him. It didn't seem like it would have been him, especially since like it had that obvious red herring where it's like, oh, he's a bad boy, and he does bad stuff. It's usually not the guy that the show is saying, oh, it might be this guy, you know? Yeah, it's usually not the person still in Game Boys at school. That yeah, does we're the, does we're the, the real crap. big kids. <laughs> uh, Kegger says that if you would f- slice a flag, you normally slice the front of it. The flag was cut from the top left to the bottom right, which meant that it would be hard to cut if you were right-handed. Instead, it was done by somebody that was left-handed. Should have Kaji- fucking known. Yeah, it's always the lefties, man. <laughs> They're terrible. Uh, Kajikun's right-handed, but Ito is a southpaw. Do you know what a southpaw is, Ko? Yeah, it's whenever you use a specific controller format. On. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say it without stopping, but I couldn't. You nerd. Yeah. <laughs> It's but like yeah, you, uh, that's when you use your left hand boxing, dominantly. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. when your left hand's dominant, or uh, when you're if you pitch with your left hand, your southpaw. So if you're a weirdo, yeah, if you're a criminal, if you're a criminal. <laughs> However, Ito is not actually one of the terrible left-handed people. Uh, he tells every uh, and then uh, Kogura says every tells everybody to look at the cuts again, and that they start lower down on the flag. So that means the culprit is short. Kajikun's mother is 157 centimeters. I love how specifically <laughs> he got to it. Like he knew just exactly from eyesight. How. Yeah, yeah. He knew her height. He knew her bust. Like Kegger had all the <laughs> info. He knew her blood type. Oh god. Why is Japan like that, Kyle? Do you have any information why they're like really into blood types? Is that like a it... sign type thing, like astro? Yeah, yeah, astrology. It's, that's exactly. It. It's like a personality test sort of thing. All right, who should I be hooking up with? Oh, O types are supposed to be like compatible with most people. Yeah, because their blood can be yeah, so. Yeah, so if you're a nice O type. Yeah. <laughs> what if? <laughs> Get that. O-type if you have like a bad personality, or are you just like A type with HIV or something? Like, huh? oh my god. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of should be oh, probably a shit shitty dude. <laughs> well. I found myself on like this weird, <laughs> oh no, like uh, destigmatizing HIV thing, where they were trying to spin like HIV into being like a huge positive, and it was like the weirdest website. Oh, you mean like the folks that are like, hey, it's it's okay to have sex with us <laughs> because like. But it went a step further because anymore. it was like people with HIV are better lovers, and it's like what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. They're more communicative. Listen, shoot your shot, you know? Shoot your shot. Because it's like, there's one thing where, like, destigmatizing it, like, it's fine. Especially if it's as safe as they say, which I'm not taking the chance, but uh, God bless them if they will. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. But, uh, like, trying to sell me on HIV, that seems a bit too much. It's like, hey, listen, listen. You got yeah, to try what all the kids are doing now. HIV. <laughs> HIV. It's pretty safe. <laughs> like, if you want to tell me smoking cigarettes is make you look cool, I'll buy that. But tell me that, like, doing some HIV. <laughs> doing some <laughs> HIV. <laughs> oh my God. Here, all the kids are smoking it now. That HIV. Um, so, yeah. Kajikun's mo- <laughs> Kaji mother is 157 centimeters and is right-handed, so she isn't the culprit. He then says that she had something to discuss with the director today, 
and that she and then she admits that she well, I don't know about that but she said that she wanted her son to be a doctor <laughs> like his late father and to quit playing baseball a good mother wow so if, if you're child Kyle are you gonna have kids Kyle is that a thing you're interested in uh, maybe who knows a little, little, little Kyle little it'd Kyle. be really funny because you'd be like little Kyle will be like graduating high school and you'll still be doing this shitty podcast that's true, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I will never have met my child because I've been stuck in here just watching Conan and doing this show. <laughs> uh, and then Kogoro explains that the series of events went like this. His mother came into the room, but then found out the director wasn't here. Ito then saw her leave, and that's when the culprit, who was hiding, came into the room and committed the crime. Kajikun had seen his mother in the room earlier and then entered the room... That's when the culprit dropped the cutter and hit it and hid. Kajikun then picked up the cutter, thinking his mother had done it, and that's why he took the blame earlier because he didn't want his mother to get in trouble. What a good boy! What a good boy! Conan then tosses a baseball at the real culprit, who catches it with their left hand. It's the principal, the bastard. Got him. Got Got his ass. Uh, After being spotted on the grounds and giving himself an alibi, he snuck up into the room and sliced it to make it look like an outsider did it. He says there's no proof, but that he should. Uh, but Kogoro says that he still has the room key in his pocket, and the caretaker rushes into the room and he says, "I just got a phone call. The chief director, he's dead." Whoa, shocking shit, Kyle. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> how how was your uh, like interactions with principals? Did you have they, cool principals? No, they caught me for stealing a Game Boy. Oh so yeah, so they sucked. Yeah. They taught me an important, valuable lesson, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, the principal then cops. falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> falls to the ground and asks what the hell he did all that for then. He says that the chief director told him to do something about the school getting into the competition. Um, because the chief director didn't want to decline it himself because it would give the school a bad name. And then he gives a stupid little speech here. He says, destroying young people's dreams. What kind of school is that? That's why I wanted to cancel the entry and keep a good name for the school. I love this school more than that chief director. And then uh, Kogoro says, hey, bitch, you both suck. (laughs) You're destroying the dreams of these young people with your own hands. Fuck yeah, Kogoro, tell him. Uh, The principal then breaks down. He calls himself stupid. He's just like on the ground. like He's feeling it. I'm stupid. If only I'd known the chief director was going to die. Yeah, this guy sucks. 100%. Fuck him. Like, He's a pig. I, I guess this wasn't a murder or anything. So I, I guess like the lower stakes of like the school reputation or like... <laughs> yeah, he's not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, it was just really lame. Do you think... He, like, what's the worst he's going to get? Like, is he going to get like a reprimand from like his superior? Yeah, he might have to like take a few weeks of paid time off. Listen, you cut this fucking flag trophy thing. Yeah, it's really kind of... But I... I don't know. What what do you think about the episode? Because this was definitely a change of pace from, like, the normal high stakes that we normally have. It, this was a strange one, man. Uh, it, besides the fact that it was just the stakes were very low, it's just everything centering around, like, this weird baseball offshoot thing. Uh... Kaji was cool, but like besides that, it just all seems really strange. Was this a manga or anime original? Yes, this was an anime original. Okay, this feels like one of those. 
like where nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. Also, a quick uh, postscript note: after the credits, it cuts to six months later, as the state competition had started, and Shuku Academy was allowed to compete. Kajikun helped them win their games, and now they're aiming for a new championship flag. Oh, man, Kaji's like the best. He's marriage material. Yeah, you know, and his dad's already dead, so you don't have to deal <laughs> with like a bad in law. So like, it's true. a lot of positives, Kajikun. He's a mama's boy. He's got that inheritance money from his rich dad. He's good yeah, at baseball. Real. Like, yeah, these are all cares homies. about his all mother. Homies. Hell yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, shout out to Kajikun. Um, yeah, I thought this was like a decent episode though. I don't think it's like a must watch or anything. Uh, I kind of like the lower stakes. I kind of just like kind of stumbling upon a mystery that isn't like super life or death and i kind of just like them being normal kids going to a baseball game you know mm-hmm. I, I like that sonico tagged along because she was out there being horny as like a tiktok user <laughs> I'm so, like shout out to her the <laughs> <laughs> sonico doll on my belly my tummy my tummy oh, no it's too much it's too much is he italian now <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so, Nicole, it's a too much. It's a me, Kaji. Look, oh, look at my the, our lovely viewers can't see this, but I'm wearing an <laughs> Italian T-shirt right now. Fucking as we record. <laughs> yeah, this is great for podcasting. Though. Yeah, I'll, I'll read out what it says. It says, "Extra cheese and extra chromosomes." I'm Italian, baby. Are you actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, me? I'm not Italian, no. <laughs> okay. That's why it's funny. Should you explain where the shirt's from? No. No. <laughs> it's probably better that way. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> so next Conan's hint is the red-nosed reindeer. Yep. Oh, man. Can't believe we're at Christmas. Whew. But yeah, I thought that was a solid episode. I liked it. It was good. Very strange, though. Uh like you said, it feels very non-essential. Like, I'm not mad that we watched it. It's just yeah. cool. But yeah, it's definitely an anime original. Um, but next, we, ha- we have a real highlight. I'd say even a banger of a case. I really like this one. The Karaoke Box Murder Case. This originally yeah. aired December 16th, 1996. And I showed Kyle a picture of this earlier. We tweeted it out where the they had like a blue tint to the guy, the main guy's hair. And he looked like... Goku going Super Saiyan Blue and Super Saiyan, uh, no, no, what's it called? Dragon Ball Super. So, just fine. He, he does look Saiyan. Dragon Ball now. He does. His hair is perfect. Yeah, it's all spiky. Yeah. Uh, for the record, because I just started watching Dragon Ball Super like a month ago, and I'm like 90 episodes into it, and uh, a lot of people were hating on that show when it was first airing. And uh, oh, really? shame on them because it's just like really stupid and fun. Like I, didn't I, I know guess it had hate. Yeah, because people were all like, "Oh, it's bad." They made Dragon Ball stupid. Here's the facts for you: Dragon Ball has always been really stupid. Fucking shout it out. And this just embraces that in a good way. So, like, shout out to Dragon Ball Super. Hell yeah! I didn't realize that that was a thing. I thought everyone was on board for stupid Dragon Ball. No, a lot of people are like, "Oh, they ruined the characters." And there's just really funny scene where Goku is, like, freaked out when he sees Vegeta and, like, um... Oh, he sees... I'm sorry, spoilers or whatever, but Future Trunks is kissing a girl. And then Goku's, like, confused by it. And Vegeta's like, 
what, have you never kissed your wife? And he's like, no, I would never do that. That's gross. It's fucking hilarious. So it's, it's hilarious <laughs> that he has like three kids with the act of like kissing is a repulsive to get go. Like he's still super childish in that regard. It's real funny. <laughs> so I think we can safely say. Are you telling Goku, me that, that Dragon Ball H is not canon? Goku is like um, DJ Khaled. They don't, they don't eat the pussy. <laughs> He's not Smash Mouth, is what you're saying. Yeah, Smash Mouth, the true allies. <laughs> Fuck. So this episode begins with Ron, Ken, and Sonico hanging out around Christmas time. Sonico asks where Shinichi has been, and Ron that's it says that he just calls every once in a while. Sonico calls him a jerk, and that he's just trying to look cool, and Ron agrees. Ron says, yeah. he's, a, he's stuck up and is mean to me. Despite that, he has his good points. So... <laughs> Does he have good points, Kyle? Shinichi? Yeah, what's his good no. points? No. Fuck Shinichi. <laughs> Shinichi sucks. Is I it just him. like Stockholm Syndrome at this point? What where she's mean? known him since like as like since a kid and she's been around him so much. Oh, that, she's just like, like put up with him for so long? She's like, Yeah, she's like uh, yeah. She kinda like tricked herself into thinking Shinichi has good qualities when he's just kind of like a little well, shitty I guy. Mean, he gets all the girls, right? So, like, I feel like it, it must be pretty easy to just, like, fall in love with him like that. But Sonic, Have you fallen in love with him? No, fuck Shinichi. He's yeah. only he's only cool when he's Conan. When he's, like, getting fucked over because he's a little baby boy. Yeah, that's what Jeff Jeffrey Epstein also said. He's like, oh, man, no. it's only cool when they're young. Thanks for uh, comparing me to that guy. I really enjoy it. So, I found out today yeah. that his bodyguard was a UFC fighter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Funny, yeah. Because I, I Googled his bodyguard's name, uh, and the first, like, Google result is the website I work for, which is hilarious. <laughs> I was Wait, like, so, what so what's the name? Do we need That's a, some uh, Russian guy. Okay, I was about to say, are we going to dox him on the air? He fought, he fought at UFC 16. Oh, shit. Is he good? Um, he was okay. Obviously was not like, if he fucking fell asleep. No, 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 no. He was, like, his personal bodyguard. Like, uh... His personal bodyguard? Yeah, not like in prison. Epstein you know just had his people... own personal bodyguard in prison with him? No, no, no. It wasn't in prison. <laughs> it was before he was in prison. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking Famous about... people have bodyguards, man. <laughs> I thought we were just talking about when he died. Although, you know who doesn't like his have bodyguard a bodyguard? Just sitting there? Uh, the homie Kimura Tatsuya does not have a bodyguard, and he's the lead singer of Lex. What a name. Lex. Yeah. Ron asks if uh, Sonico likes anybody, and she says, oh, I like Tatsuya. And she reveals that he's in a popular rock band called Lex. Kimura, she, Tatsuya. She used, her, she used her father's connections to join them at an after party. Oh, she then asks Ron to <laughs> come off. to it next Sunday, and they agree to go, well, what, what's your problem here? Oh, look at me. All my dad knows all these people. I got a fucking meeting with a fucking rock star. Fuck off. Yeah, he's cool. He may be cool. Sonica's not cool. Time I'm passes and the, oh, I love Sonica. She's my favorite. Uh, time passes and the camera cuts to best. Ron and Sonica singing the anime's opening. Fill your heart. A karaoke. Interesting. Did you did you pick up on that? They were singing the theme song. I was like, oh, they should have been singing the other one. Fill your <laughs> doki doki heart. <laughs> Don't break my heart, my doki doki heart. Uh, Tatsuya then compliments their singing and saying it's better than a certain band he's with. Uh, his manager then tells him that he's drinking too much 
that he has a talk show appearance after this and tells her to shut up because she's an ugly freak. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Damn. He's instantly just like the most like unlikable dude, right? I can't tell like what they wanted him to be. Was he, he trying rules. to be like a, a traditional, like just gross rock star? Is that what they were going for? Yeah, man. I could see me. The drummer says there's no read to t- uh, no need to talk to her like that. But then he starts disparaging his work, and he says that Maiko, the guitar playing girl, has cr- is crappy at her job too. So he's just being a dick to he all hates of his. Everyone. Yeah, he rules. And they're like uh, his friends. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't you? I hate all my coworkers. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're listening to this, I love you then. Uh, the karaoke box owner then enters the room with pizza and other food. And he thanks them for always coming there. It's revealed that he was in an old band with Tatsuya, and he was the leader of it. The song Red-Nosed Reindeer starts playing, and it's revealed that Tatsuya requested it. And he tells the manager, Mari, to sing it, since he still believed in Santa until junior high school. Sing it, you dumb bitch. Cal, how long did you believe in Santa? Oh, I, uh, I don't know, really. I feel like that's one of those things where, like, I remember when I did, and I remember the rest of my life not, but I don't remember, like, realizing. Yeah, I remember watching some stupid-ass Cartoon Network animated special on Santa Claus, and it was like, (laughs) Santa Claus saves the... I don't know. It was like some, like, weird, like, bullshit, like, giving depth to Santa Claus's uh, backstory, and I was like, this seems like bullshit. So wait, thanks, thanks. I, think I know what you're talking about. Is it? Is it like you see like young Santa and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And that's what that's what uh, made you realize. Like, oh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> this don't seem real. Cartoons are fake. <laughs> cartoons. I'm not stupid. <laughs> How old were uh, you? I have no clue. Like fucking sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it was last year. <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not fucking stupid. Man, I'm broke. I don't think Santa's getting me shit this year. Uh, so Mario agrees to sing the song, and then Conan observes how sad Tatsuya looks while she's performing it. Tatsuya then notices Conan and asks him if he wants to sing, but Conan declines. He then asks why Maiko is crying while she sings karaoke. Tatsuya says that it's a farewell party for the whole band, as they're all disbanding soon as he's going solo after the end of their current tour, he says. This means the goodbye to the crappy drums, sucky guitar, and that stuck-up manager. Yeah. My God. He sucks. He's awesome. <laughs> he oh, man, I love him. Uh, his mood totally changes after his hit song comes on, Bloody Venus. So he demands to sing, and his manager's like, yeah, but you have to go to this appointment. He's like, I sing when I want to sing. And then uh, Mari goes to call the studio to tell him that they'll be late. And then he rips off his jacket and he starts performing Bloody Venus. We then get a montage of the song. And then we. I like this because nobody had been, like, killed yet. And Conan, in this, like, narration voice, is like, Nobody thought this would be the last time he performed, except for his murderer. (laughs) Like, the only time that's ever happened. Yeah, like, it was really weird. I liked it though. Like that was like a cool, like bit of storytelling, but it felt kind of out of place because he was like, it basically just ruined that he was gonna die soon. <laughs> like it felt like some murder she wrote shit, you know. Yeah. After finishing the song, he asks everybody how his performance was, and then he eats an onigiri ball that was tossed to him by the drummer. 
and then tells Sonico not to worry about him quitting Lex as he'll have his solo debut right after so that he's written his first solo song already. But before you can tell him the t- title of it, he clutches his throat and falls to the floor. The drummer then asks for somebody to call the ambulance, and Kenan looks at the body, he smells cyanide, and he knows that it's already too late. So when he died, were you kind of like, good for that asshole? Sort of. You know, I thought it was even funnier that it was right before he was going to like reveal some news. Like, oh, check this out. I got some good tips. Want to hear my first debut song? It's going to be... <coughs> <It just dies. laughs> Like, Conan has me always, like, paranoid now when, like, how people react to the death. Because, like, some of the previous cases have been, like, oh, he said call the cops instead of call the I was thinking about that, too. (laughs) So, like, when the drummer said call for the cops, I call for the ambulance. And I was like, okay, he's good. Good I don't think he did it. (laughs) Uh, So they, uh, Megaries called and they revealed the first suspect was actually the owner since he brought the food. But it doesn't make sense for him to be it because everybody ate the same food. Poison was found on the victim's clothes in the microphone. So that means that the poison got on his hand before eating. Megary says that the only person that could have done that is the manager. Or sorry, is the guitar girl, as she had sang uh, beforehand. He asks if anything happened between them. Uh, Through tears, she says that Tetsuya didn't dump me. He said no to me, but that was all. She had admitted her feelings for him, but he said that he liked someone else who, quote unquote, went somewhere, but I'm waiting until she comes back. So maybe Tatsuya was a, a hopeless romantic, though. Yeah, he's still fucking. Uh, she says that she didn't kill him, though. The manager then comes to her defense, saying that she didn't know he was going to sing after her, so it couldn't have been her. Conan then asks who requested Bloody Venus, but nobody seems to know. He then asks if he always takes off his jacket while singing. And Ryan says he does it every single performance. Megary then reveals that the cyanide was found on his left sleeve and nothing was on his staff jacket. Conan then figures out how he was poisoned and says it was one of his bandmates as they're all wearing the same jacket. Conan then asks the guitarist if Tatsuya always argues with the manager and she says that they fight all the time but the manager isn't a bad person. She's smart, hardworking, and beautiful. No one else says bad things about her. Megary is then looking through the victim's belongings when Conan notices a photograph of the old band that Tatsuya was in with the owner. And that owner says that only Tatsuya and the girl in the photograph are still in the music world. He then points out that Tatsuya couldn't leave the band without a certain person and that they've changed quite a bit. Conan then notices words on the back of the photograph and that's when he realizes who did it and he remarks about how sad the case is if his deduction is correct. So how, how'd you like this tease of it being sad instead of just giving I us was, the sadness? I was prepared for some sadness. I, I'll say this. I don't think it delivered. Okay. So I think I might be able to sway you into the, the sad side after okay. we get it down here okay. because there were some changes to the anime episode from the manga that I think like huh. hurt the episode a lot. Interesting. Okay. okay. So Conan then notices. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Megary gets a phone call, and he takes everybody back to the scene of the crime, and he says that Shinichi returned, and that he has solved the case. <laughs> How'd you like this big return of Shinichi here? I, I was excited at first, but then I was pissed. <laughs> uh, Ron runs into the karaoke building looking for him, but he's coming out over the speakers rather than standing there, and he has red-nosed reindeer playing as it stirs up feelings of hatred uh, by the murderer, then says that the killer is none other than the manager, Marie. 
She tells him to stop Joe. What do you think about that reveal? That it was the the hot manager. Uh, the second that they said that, I sort of assumed where it was going, just because of uh that little hint of like, oh, they look very different now, right? So like, I feel like once you have that information, it all comes together in your head. Yeah, never trust women, especially if they're hot. <laughs> she tells him to stop joking around and that she wasn't in the room when he was poisoned. Shinichi says that the secret was to get him to sing Bloody Venus, and he asks her to perform the song. Uh, and he assures her that there's no poison on the microphone. She almost starts, but Shinichi interrupts her and says that Tatsuya always took off his jacket and she should do the same choreography. She then starts to sing, and Ron is surprised at how great she is as a vocalist. The owner then says that she was in their old bands as the singer. Shinichi then says uh, f- uh, for them to have any food that he's prepared, as he totally re- uh, recreated all the food that they had pizza and stuff and then marie declines it saying she touched tatsuya's body and she might have poison on her he then tells megari to inspect the jacket she just threw off and shinichi says he's not looking for poison but rather a lighter as tatsuya's lighter disappeared and that's because she switched jackets with the victim after he died so he got her he got that ass damn shinichi reveals that she applied poison to the left sleeve so that we get on his shirt underneath when he threw off the jacket and did the choreography, his left hand would touch the part of his shirt with the poison on it. Thus, when he ate something, he'd die. So that, that's kind of like a smart murder, like very specific to... Right. Yeah, it's yeah, very it something like that only out. like m- music people... So if you want to kill like a K-pop star, because yeah, they do that like do <laughs> super choreographed stuff, and they do the same thing each time, this is how you kill them. This is how, uh, this is how you kill Kai from EXO. Uh, Shinichi says her motive was the old band as she was the girl in the photo, but she got plastic surgery. She then reveals that she altered her appearance so Tatsuya would love her. She was so happy when they left the band to go pro and that she wanted to be the right woman for him. However, after she had the, the surgery, his attitude changed towards her and he made her sing Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, she then couldn't forgive him for making her become her, his manager just so he could mock her. So... That's where her hatred of Tatsuya came from. It used to be love, but Shinichi says that actually isn't the case. Shinichi says that Tatsuya loved her for a long time. And the owner backs him up on this, and he shows her the back of the photograph. It's a love song that Tatsuya wrote for Marie called, I want to communicate to your true self. Romantic as hell. Romantic. <laughs> Have you written any songs or poetry to your fiance? Uh, hard no, I have not. Damn. Uh, that was going to be his first solo song and that he was conflicted with how Marie changed him herself for him. The owner then says that he wanted her to return to the way she used to be and uh, Michael now understands why uh, he denied her advances. Marie cries out after realizing what she had done. And then Conan has some uh, poignant words here. He goes, This misunderstanding that came from the young man who couldn't admit his feelings and a girl who hid her true self ended in sadness. Amidst her cries and tears, the picture was laughing sadly. Fuck off, God. <laughs> Just imagining him like sitting there saying this to himself under his breath. Yeah, he loves the drama. You can he tell. Really he loves the mystery. This is, this is what he, he loves, does what he does. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to find some like poetic shit out of all these murders. <laughs> um, so I, I, we still have the like, full ending here. Uh, which I'll I'll, ta- I'll tackle in a bit, but I want to talk about the changes to the anime. Okay. So, 
in the manga, the main theory of the crime is that Tetsuya committed suicide. Ah, okay. So they have it to where they thought he killed himself. And, um, like, Meguri was actually going to release that as the official cause of death, and then Shinichi called. So that was the main theory there. And then the manga also reveals more on his behavior. He was being rude to his band because the record company forced him to pursue a solo career. So it wasn't his choice to um, go solo. Ah, okay. And that he was being a dick to people because he didn't want them to miss him after he left. Ah, okay. So he basically wanted all the hatred there. This is like an Itachi Uchiha situation. I see. Who the fuck's that? Is that a (laughs) K-pop guy? It's from Naruto. Oh, God. He's awakened his Mangekyo Sharingan. Naruto is basically K-pop. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, yeah. But... So, I feel like those two things kind of give Tetsuya more... Yeah, that helps a lot. ...depth to it, and then... Uh, so tell me why you didn't find it sad, though. Yeah, my thing was that Tetsuya was a dick. Uh, not just to, like, the bandmates. That does help. It makes it feel a lot more sympathetic. But, like, he's still a dick to that girl, the manager, and, like... I understand the sweet aspect of like, oh, I liked you before and, you know, you focusing on your on your looks to this way, like it's changed what I liked about you before. But like rather than having a conversation with someone, he just starts fucking making fun of her. So it's like, ah, okay, like maybe you could have handled this differently. Maybe you got murdered for a reason. Yeah, like I mean like Conan says, he he was a young man that couldn't admit his feelings. So like he's definitely at fault, but I don't think he's like this because he definitely seems like a total asshole at first. And while he's right, obviously didn't like deal with this ideally. Um, I feel like just the, the stuff about like he, why he was rude and that the record company saw him as a bigger star. And that's why um, they wanted him to go. So I think that adds more to him and it makes it him more misunderstood by For everybody. Sure. Yeah. I feel like the anime really mischaracterized him then. Is, uh, yeah. is it because they're trying to fit in the stuff with Shinichi's return? It might be. It might have been just time where they thought it wasn't essential. But I still think they could have covered that a little better. Like, maybe even without the suicide, just explaining that, like, the record company wanted him to go solo and stuff. Like, even that would have right. went yeah, a little need, better like, there. Just one line during the explanation of the case. That's it. Yeah. So, I thought they could have fit that in. So, I was a little, I was a little disappointed when I was reading about it. Because, um... I was kind of with you where I didn't find this quite as sad as I remembered it being. And so I went to like the wiki and stuff and I was reading up on it. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's because this hit me more when I read it in the manga. Sure, so this is definitely, sense. um, so they didn't like do huge changes to the case, but I, I do feel like they kind of hurt it there. Okay. Um, like it's still a good episode too. I feel like I yeah. enjoyed this one more than the other one, but yeah, I like the mystery. I like, uh, how he was died. I kind of liked how it was such a, enclosed environment the small karaoke room happening right in front of conan that was pretty cool yeah and then poor sonica had to watch one of her loves die again oh god i didn't even think about sonica did she did she like they didn't really care to focus on her reaction to this did they no but she had the hods form do you think she was dealing with it like was she uh, internalizing like oh no my my boy had died i don't know what you call it in, in japanese but her opa. Whose tummy hurt will hurt now? 
would be Tatsuya. Because he's dead as hell. Is that Tatsuya? Yeah, Tatsuya. After the ending song, we see Kenny and Gasa in their observing Ron, who's been standing outside Shinichi's house for three hours in the snow. This poor girl. This poor girl. She's so stupid. (laughs) And they're just watching. They wait three hours before they make a decision to do something. Oh, God. She must be freezing. It's Japan. Japan gets so cold. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, Agasa feels bad, but there's nothing they can do. Then we see a light come on inside Shinichi's house. So Ron enters. She then asks where he is, and the lights go out again. And then there's a moment where Kenyon holds her hands on the... Oh, uh... hand. I know. Isn't that... <laughs> this totally took me out of it. Because, like, he's just a little... It's like a midget. Like, a little midget <laughs> placing their hand on you. And she has to believe it's Shinichi. Like, Ron, what's going on here? Oh, my. <laughs> so easily fooled. I know. Um, and Kenyon's speaking... Th- <laughs> a little baby hand. <laughs> Yeah, like you can't like you'd be so noticeable. I'm just imagining like the lights would come on and it's like, like a fucking dog's paw on. went on you instead <laughs> of like a human paw. hand. John It's John <laughs> Are you back, John? Uh, sorry, we gotta go return to my case. Oh my god. Um so Conan's speaking through this bow tie, so it sounds like Shinichi and he says, I've finally come back. She then starts to cry. And he says, did you want to see me that badly? I'm happy to see you again. Because I got to see that big dumb face of yours. So, like, he just saw, like, Tatsuya die because of him (laughs) treating this girl poorly that he couldn't admit his true feelings to. And then he immediately does this. Lesson learned. (laughs) He he learned nothing from the, quote, young man who couldn't admit his feelings and the girl who hid her true self. Like, like, Ron's going to be talking to Conan later, like, fucking Shinichi. I got to murder him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way we can finally be together. He's <laughs> like, oops. I got to talk to Gosa about this. Um, <laughs> Shinichi then says that he has to leave again as he's still working on the big case. And he runs off before the lights can come back on. In his place is a Christmas present for her, which is a pair of red gloves. And then there's a note that says, with this, you shouldn't be worried for me anymore, Ron. Am I missing How... some sort of significance here? Like, that's a shitty gift. And how's that going to protect her? <laughs> I don't get it. I thought there was like, oh, there, maybe like he he and her had some moment with a glove or something. Yeah, like my subbed version of this episode wasn't the greatest quality. So I was like, what the fuck did he give her? Were these just gloves? <laughs> and then I Googled it. And yeah, he just gave her fucking gloves. What a romantic fucking gloves it was cold outside i bet (laughs) yeah i've been overseas working on this big case um i bought you some gloves where'd you probably find those two like little conan trying to figure it out probably gossa still had like you probably didn't even buy them for (laughs) gossa probably had them lying around they're agassas and they don't fit (laughs) (laughs) oh my god He's bad at this. What do you think about this scene? I thought it was cute, but like, there's too many holes here for me to like really. It's hilarious. Uh, I thought it was very sweet, but like, yeah, just thinking about it in my head, just like this is fucking hilarious. Uh, 
We got Cody's small ass hand grabbing her. <laughs> and like he's he at just the, buys it. Yeah, and like he's small enough to where they probably like hold hands crossing streets and shit. That's true. Occasionally. Yeah. She should so know like, <laughs> Yeah, she should know Cody's hand. <laughs> what if she figured it out? Like, yeah, that's oh, what God what? gave him away. <laughs> and then like the lights come on and she's like, Dumb motherfucker. Why <laughs> <laughs> trying to pretend to be Shinichi? God, that would be very strange. God. <laughs> yeah. Girl. She's just getting gaslit by this little boy. <laughs> I know, it's great. So, if we get a, a preview for next week's episode. Uh, what do you think about it? Did you get excited by seeing this preview? Oh yeah, this this looks awesome. Uh, that the Night Baron, right? That was the yeah. Name. That's the next kind of hint, the Night Baron. What what is he? Why does he look so familiar? Is he a uh, thing? You'll find it. You'll you'll see him again in another episode. He's in a couple episodes. Okay. So we'll learn about the Night Baron. His face um, looks like the fucking Super Super Mario Brothers thing. Yeah, he does. That's I forget. Creepy. I forget what that thing is, but. Yeah, and the sun thing. Yeah, yeah. And two. Yes, yeah, from two. The thing that chases you around. So next week we'll be going over two cases. We'll be doing the Conan Edogawa kidnapping case, which is Hell where yeah. the Night Baron is. And then we got the three Hoda siblings murder case. So got two interesting ones here oh, shit. for you. Do three kids die? <laughs> I, we'll find out intense but yeah i'm very excited for you to watch the canada gala kidnapping case um and so we got two cool episodes um as always you can contact us on twitter our show is at underscore no sorry case underscore reopened on twitter i'm at tyler treese and kyle why don't you give us your twitter uh, you can find me at spirit and soul uh soul like the city so s-e-o-u-l and then uh, you can also email the show by using my email address, apparently, because somebody did it the other day. <laughs> they went um, through some research. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, because uh, it's on my Twitter profile, tylertrees at gmail.com, if you don't have a Twitter and you want to get in touch. Uh, we put the show on some extra stuff, some extra providers. We're on Deezer. Have you ever heard of Deezer? Deezer? Kyle? No. That sounds gross. So, Deezer is a french streaming service oh shit oh now i feel bad so they use it in europe okay shout out it to is deezer. grace we're on deezer we're on iHeartRadio now so uh radio. yeah so if you go to casereopen.simplecast.com has links to apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh overcast pocket cast tune in we got we the rss stitcher? feed too oh I, that's the one we need on okay i'll get us on stitcher that's the one that I always hear about. I literally, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll get on Stitch. That's that's a good call because I'm not on that. Um, but yeah, like, thank you to everybody that's been supporting the set, uh, the show. I've been blown away by the response. Incredible. Yeah, it's crazy because our downloads keep going up. We yeah. we're expecting this shit to just go wayside any minute now. Yeah. Because we can't believe anybody listens to this shit. Yeah, I'm not quitting my uh, job. Maybe after our TikTok thing. We'll go down to zero viewers and be like, yeah, this is terrible. (laughs) Oh, my tummy's on it, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for for the first time, we had over uh, 200 downloads in a week, which was huge for us. Hell yeah. Um, We're getting 
just the numbers keep going up. We love we love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just awesome seeing like what a worldwide thing we've become. That is crazy. I was talking yeah. about that to my fiance today. It's it's very strange to think about. We got people in Bonner, Australia, which is like Boner but with an extra N. So that's Fuck really yeah. funny. Fuck yeah. Uh, shout out to the people in New Zealand and Auckland and uh, Invercard Girl. I'm not saying that right. There's some place called Jakarta. Shout out to them. <laughs> some place called Jakarta. Yeah, I don't know what country it is. I'm bad with the map. Um, Kyoto. Yeah, Indonesia. Shout out to that. Uh, Kyoto, <laughs> Japan. I know where that is. Got a bunch of people in China listening. Uh, shout out to Bangkok. And Chiang Mai, and Da Nang, yeah. We got Dubai, two downloads in Dubai. Okay, yeah. Shout out to our Dubai gang. <laughs> Dubai gang. <laughs> yeah, keep listening to the show. I'll just shout out where you are. Shout out to Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> shout out to Portland, Oregon. San Francisco. Actually, San Francisco sucks. You shouldn't move. San Francisco is bad. It smells like piss. Wow. It's bad. a bad place. Kansas City, represent. Maybe Jeff Town was listening. Hell yeah. Uh, Fuck. I, I was in Kansas City just, just last week. I'm going there again Dang. Monday. Kid I met up. <laughs> we got somebody in Montreal. Montreal. There's a place called Red Deer, Canada, which is funny to me for some Red reason. Deer. Yeah, shout out to Jackson. Are you just reading off everywhere we've got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love like the French names where it's like, Le Zacle Chateau. Like, I don't know what the hell that means, but shout out to you. But yeah, it sounds like so fancy, you know, I learned so. And like the greatest thing about this is like for the countries, it gives us like their full name. So instead of like Vietnam, it's the socialist Republic of Vietnam. You know, I never knew there were so many kingdoms because it's like it's the true. kingdom of Spain. Yeah. Uh, the Republic of Singapore. So all these countries sound so fancy to me. I'm like, oh, the Republic of France. This is how we that should just refer so cool. to these things all the time. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> and then our, we're, we're just boring-ass United States. Yeah, we didn't get an of America. <laughs> we're not worth it. Uh, Japan and Canada are also boring. They don't have the any The kingdom of Japan. Thing. That'd be so much cooler. Yeah. Don't, they, empire, they, don't they have kings? Uh, they have emperors still. Yeah, we need an, the emperor. So, yeah, shout out to everybody that's been listening. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, get in touch. If you want to be a guest on the show, we had somebody that's going to be a guest on a future episode because they, they yes. emailed me, they tracked down the email. Tweet yeah, at don't us. Be scared. Don't yeah, be scared. we want to meet people. It's like, like, like 100%. it's so cool that like there's so many people uh, that listen to Detective Conan and love watching the show, and we'd love to talk to you, get everybody's, get some different viewpoints on. So we're going to have our first, first female on the episode. Uh, or are you not supposed to say female? Isn't that like a thing sure? where people get mad? I, I think you're making that up. I thought it was like a Star Trek thing where... Star Trek? Yeah, where like this one race that our misogynists call women females and they were like, men not say females or whatever. I don't know. But we're going to have a woman on the podcast soon. You mean woman? Woman. That's how it is. Oh, the womb. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Womb. Yeah, so there's people... No, we're gonna explain. Just... <laughs> you know how when you give birth, the babies are in the womb. There are people that say "womb man" to refer to women. It's weird. Anyhow, I'm, we're just rambling at man. this point. Hotep's. Yeah, shout out. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter and stuff. If you're uh, a thank hotep, you for listening. Let us know. 
Come we on, have so come many questions. Come on the show. We we don't judge. I mean, we'll judge you, but we'll at least hear you out. We're like Joe Rogan. We'll have anybody on. Alex Jones, come on the podcast. Good God. We'll give him a platform. No, I, no, no, no. Here. No, 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 if no. Milo Yiannopoulos wants to be on this podcast, I will gladly have him on. I don't like this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders. If it gets us Bernie Sanders, I think <laughs> we have to have Sanders. Milo that's first. The, that's the road. Milo to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. We'll take it. All right. All right. Thank you, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.